Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 30th of December, Saturday Night Football. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Almost us. Why did Melton play so badly? Why did Drew play so badly? These guys are in smash spots. I think what I learned is I can't be 65% unless the guy is like an uber smash. So yesterday, first of all, my initial core went out the window. Five minutes to lock. I don't have time to text, like, put it in the Discord and stuff. You guys have to know, like, I think I said, Goga, starting, lock, good, whatever. You have to know that for yourself. When you get news five minutes before lock, unexpected guy starting, he's a center, price is less than 4K, there's only one other center on the roster, you have to plug that guy in. You should have also been paying attention to Boston news, right? We, we were thinking maybe Kata, maybe Lamar Stevens, and then it's Cornette, and nobody thought it was going to be Cornette. You have to get to Cornette. That's like the whole the whole slate is late swapping yesterday. All of my core, Goga, Cornette. That was it by the end. Like, did I mean, honestly, the most frustrating thing is I can remember one of the lineups because I had a problem with late swap. So that's what the point of this slide is. I couldn't, I was having a problem auto late swapping on my phone. If you have this problem and it's not downloading the, the files, turn your phone off and turn it back on. That fixed it this morning. But the problem you can see here, I late I late swapped manually for my the higher dollar stuff, and I didn't late swap for the one dollar. And initially, this was supposed to be a test of Saber Sims projections versus my change projections. But by the end, it was just should you late swap or not? And the answer is yes. You should always late swap. And yeah, I can definitely remember one lineup when I was late swapping, and I was like, well, don't want to put Rogier in there. He doesn't have high enough uh, floor. Don't worry about the floor. Worry about the upside. Speaking of, um, yeah, definitely recommend this article on Sean Geezy yesterday from Stochastic. It was surprisingly little sponsored content. I mean, he uses an optimizer that's not Stochastic as part of his process. So I think you should read it just because Sean, top five for sure in NBA right now, possibly just the best player in NBA DFS right now, which I know, like, I know you decals out there. I mean, uh, you know, I, I respect a lot of you guys, but I don't know. I mean, this guy's winning like, half the slates and uh it's impressive and i think anytime you can hear anything about his process listen to it because dude is killing it he they put out an article about him and then he won the mini max the same day okay cool you guys should all do that too but i mean a lot of that is down to late swapping i haven't looked it up but if you have the contest files check out check out the csv see how much of uh see how much of those important pieces he had because i'm thinking it might be a lot and actually, let's look. There were some screenshots since I'm still waiting for the build to continue. And you can see. Oh, wow. What? On the night slate. I was like, wait, no way. No way is he killing it without Goga and Cornette. Okay, yeah. I'm just pointing out both of his top lineups. Well, one didn't have Gogo. One just had Cornette. But Goga and Cornette in the $100 SE, because now Sean's playing the big money. And um, just Cornette in the in the... Minimax at 25% should have been 95% in your lineups. I mean, when you get late news like that, don't worry about the caps. If that's a good play, that's a great play. Lock it in because people aren't going to be there. How many minutes did Suggs play? Jeez, I didn't notice that. Okay, so I'm building two different sets of lineups here. Um, I did one with the optimal and one uh, with some consideration of dupes on this slate. A little tough slate to get different. There's not, I don't see any edge here in terms of like, um, projections and stuff. I think everybody's on the one piece of value. Almost nobody is injured. So it's kind of a, 
you know, we're going to we're gonna take some shots late, but we're taking shots that are more or less like, yeah, let's, let's have a look. So first we got the optimal. And I mean, who's going to be the optimal captain? Here's a guess. Yeah, it's going to be the two highest projected players, Dak and CD. So the problem is everybody is aware of that. And so like most lineups are going to begin jamming one or the other captain and the other guy in, right? So that's why we're going to have to see how can we get different in a second. But obviously those guys are two optimal captains. Then Jake Ferguson to catch the ball, Pollard, because they're probably running from a position of strength, Jameer Gibbs for the pass catching back role. So those are your general uh, best plays on this slate. Yep. Same thing over here in the flex. So no need to <clears throat> belabor it too much. You guys understand the general points here. Play the players who are going to score the points. I don't know why we're not getting too much golf. I'm surprised at how little golf in the optimal at 25%. Because I expect him to be playing from behind and throwing the ball. So I guess, yeah. Let's see if we get to a little bit more over here in, let me rename it. Because I only did, this was um, geometric mean of ownership 22 was the rule. I guess it's going to have to load before it lets me. Okay. Geo mean under 22. And so, yeah, I'm guessing we're getting to slightly different captains now, a little bit favoring CD. And again, I, I did this with 150 lineups just to uh, emphasize like all of the possibilities. I probably just run 20, didn't see that many. Uh, yeah. Didn't see any need to max the mini max since I don't feel like there's an edge here. Uh, but how much golf we got here? 5% golf, 27% captain Dak, so 32% captain quarterback, 94. And then we got to add in the last golf for a total of 116%, so 16% 2QBs. Seems a little bit light um, in terms of what the optimal is going to be. Oh, Cowboys defense only 11% owned? That would be nice. I I will definitely have some of them. That, that's reasonable. What about the other defense? The Lions defense, 7%. This is a slate where it's okay, I think, definitely to leave defenses in because nobody thinks the defenses are going to get there. But it's a primetime game, and it's a island game, and those have been really gross. But beyond that, sometimes games go under, and if the game goes under, the defenses are going to be optimal and, and now at a low percentage. So makes sense we're getting to some of them. But beyond that, no need to play around. I mean, I like this Khalif Raymond play popping up a little bit. Um, cause people are, uh, yeah, I think people are sleeping on his snap share. Let's look at the control tab. Let's go over to lions wide receiver. Khalif Raymond is getting 30% of the snaps. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, but what is he doing? Yeah. He's, uh, so let's see, he's the wide receiver for Jamison Williams and Josh Reynolds should be projected for the same. Let's double check. Um, Josh Reynolds. 5.4. What's happening here? Jamison Williams, 7. Okay, he's a slightly better guy. Why is everybody projected for so few points? What? Hold on. I have I have come across a concern. So, Reynolds and Williams are playing two-thirds the snaps of ASB. And they're playing double the snaps of Khalif. So, they should have double the points of Khalif. They don't. Okay. Hey. I got, I got a little bit of edge here, guys. So uh, I think this Khalif Raymond projection is about right. And since Josh Reynolds is getting... Josh Reynolds and Jamison Williams are both getting twice the snaps. So to me, that tells me they have twice the um, the potential of Khalif Raymond. So I'm going to make them twice the projection. And then 
I'm a, yeah, okay, and that works both ways. So I'm on Ross St. Brown. I think he's a little better of a pass catcher. I'm not not going to change these guys to being the exact same points per 100 snaps as Alan Ross St. Brown. But what do you think? They might be two-thirds as good? I think they're kind of running a little bit light, and they are both... I think all these wide receivers could be about 20s compared to the 30 of um, Amon Ross St. Brown. So then we would have him be two-thirds on a snap basis and then another two-thirds. So two-thirds times two-thirds, they should be around four-ninths, which is about half, four-ninths of Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, okay. So if you wanted to, you could make them a little bit lower. I probably would just go the other way. And I would say, to me, I don't... Okay, so here's the way I feel about the game. I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be involved more because there's going to be more passing. I don't I don't see a substantial difference between him and CD on the slate. Let's double check that that's borne out in the data. CD, yeah, 68% of the snaps, 24 points per 100. We go over to Amon Ross St. Brown, 30. So we got 30 points per snap. Okay, more points per snap for Amon Ross St. Brown. And same number of snaps. Slightly fewer snaps. I don't know. I'm going to assume they play a similar number of snaps in this game. So to me, I I, I don't think I'm going to distinguish there. Um, and yeah, I think... Do I have golf projected for more points than... Um, Dak. Wow. Okay, so here's another thing. I don't know that it's going to be a big pass attack day for Dallas. Like... I, I get it that they could get there with early points, but if they don't, I I just, I don't see Dak Prescott having a way higher upside than Tony Pollard. Let me, let me dig back into kind of what are, does the running like snaps? Can I, can I get there with some math? But I knew what uh, Tony Pollard is in a timeshare, huh? And I knew that a little bit, but points per hundred have been hurting. So let's say we give him 20 points. Yeah, yeah, I cannot. I simply cannot project Tony Pollard for any more points in any reasonable mindset. What I'm getting at is that since Detroit is playing from behind, I don't think I'm going to have Dak Prescott for quite so many points because I think that they're not going to be throwing it so much. I don't think I'm going to have CD for quite as many points as Amon Ross St. Brown on the same general argument. And I think I am going to have Jared Goff as a toss-up with Dak Prescott. But I couldn't, I think we already have priced in appropriately Tony Pollard's um, projection here. So I'm going to leave him, if anything, I might go lower on him too. I, I think we might just be piling on. I don't understand, honestly, Dallas being six-point favorites seems like a lot. Um, they, they've they been winning more, but they're just not that much better team than, than uh, Detroit. So I'm going to do that up and down the line. Like Jake Ferguson should not be better than Sam Laporta. That's just... They are the same, 13.35. Those guys are the same guy. Um, Pollard and Gibbs, they're both going to be the, the running back. We, okay, so here's the other thing. Montgomery is projected for less than Gibbs. That's not based on snap counts. I went and checked it out. When you go to snap counts, they're 50-50, right? And, you know, who knows? It should be about a 50-50, slightly favoring Gibbs. And I think that's mostly, though, on um, game script, right? So... You could reasonably project them for the same and do a one rule. I think that's fair because so in the game script where they're playing from ahead, we're going to see more David Montgomery. And in the game script where they're playing from behind, we're going to see more Jameer Gibbs. 
And one way or another, between the two of them, I think they're going to be equal to about one Tony Pollard. So let me do that. And then I'm going to add the rule over here of, and obviously every time you add a rule, you cut out a part of the face space. So you got to make sure you're comfortable with this rule too. But I'm going to say for now, I think max one Detroit RB because they're kind of game script dependent, both of them. You know what I mean? Actually, you know what? I'm sure I have this rule somewhere. Oh, no, no. Uh, control F, Detroit. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, hey, there we go. Max one Detroit RB. Okay. And yeah, because it can't be the first time this has come up. Oh, we had Craig Reynolds in the room. Well, we're not going to introduce Craig Reynolds into the rule today. He is, I mean, he's still out there though, right? Like if we go to zero snaps. Yeah, he's still out there like a little, but no, you don't have to consider Craig Reynolds. So my point is, we, the reason we're doing that is there's two game scripts here. There is Detroit from ahead and Detroit from behind, and they're not both going to get there. One or the other of them is going to be favored, and the other one is going to be a bump on a log. So Jamir Gibbs will be phased out in a playing from ahead um, phase script, uh, game script, and Montgomery will be phased out in a playing from behind game script. Looks like I'm going to need, yeah, Josh Reynolds and Jameson Williams. Did I? I did not introduce a max one. Do I need to? I think I'm going to do a max two of three for the Detroit wide receivers. I think I had that rule down here near the other one. Yeah, max two Detroit pass catchers. And that included Laporta. Yep, 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 yep. That's a lovely rule. Let's do that rule. So, and yeah, so you guys, whenever I, like, I'm not, I'm just making these up as I go along. If, if you have an idea, you know, add it, please come to the Discord and tell me. We had a guy uh, give me a really good rule yesterday for the Atlanta wings. And then I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We had that in there when it was a different three wings. We should have it in there with these three wings. And then Jalen smashed and uh, one of the other guys smashed too. So anyway, if you had that rule, you made a lot of money. So if you can think of a rule that I'm not adding here, please come over to the Discord. Let me, uh, yeah, tell me the cool rule. Tell us the cool rule. Let's, let's get better together. The face space is so big for these games that I just really don't I don't buy that there's any amount of like giving away the edge that matters. You know what I mean? Like there's so many. So how many guys are in this player pool? It's a lot of guys. You know what I mean? And a lot of them are viable. I, I didn't think there was much edge here. And then I started looking at these numbers. I'm like, what in the world? You know, like yesterday, these all seemed fine to me. And now I'm looking at them. I'm like, this is like assuming Dallas wins and Dallas wins by scoring passing touchdowns first. That's a pretty specific game script, right? I mean, and that's all coming from, I, I don't know. I mean, I get it. C.D. Lamb is out there catching a lot of passes and stuff, but yeah, should I have him be in a coin flip? Probably, probably. Him and ASB are the same kind of talent. And I was just saying how I didn't want to favor one game script over the other, but yeah, fine. No, you know what? That wasn't based on game script. That was based on actual opportunities and uh when I went to the wide receivers for the last few weeks, points per hundred snaps and snaps. So Amon Ra is just getting there more, right? That's the reason we're getting there. Yeah. Amon Ra is giving me more points per hundred snaps. So it's not a game script thing with Amon Ra and CD. It's a, uh, it's a just raw production thing. Like CD has gotten there. And yeah, now that I'm seeing it, I'm going to put CD down a little bit more because like the difference between them is substantial, right? Like if we're talking the last four weeks, what if we go to season? Does it come out in the wash if we go to season? Because those guys have been playing pretty much the whole season. 
CD Lamb 25 for the whole season. Amon Ross St. Brown 30 for the whole season. So I, I thought that might have stuck. I, I think that maybe Amon Ross got a little bit higher of a ceiling than CD. Like if you were to look at the spreads of their distributions, I think Amon Ross is a little bit further to the right. So that's what I'm doing here is I'm skewing Amon Ross. I think this 25 to 20 is the exact ratio there, right? Or was it was 30 to 25? So it's pretty close to the, the ratio. Okay, so now I've got them the way I want them. And I assume this is going to give me, you know, it's a, it's a garbage in, garbage out thing, right? Like if if this isn't closer to the actual projections than the original projections, I will lose all my money tonight. I know that. But if this is closer to the actual projections than the actual project, than the native projections, I win all the money and or all 5,000 of my lineups were built in the right possible future. And that's all you can ask. All you can ask is that you do the best you can you know, with what you have ahead of time. And I think this is probably about where I want to have it. So other values that I need to talk about and that I would have been talking about if I hadn't seen all this other random stuff, Deuce Vaughn. So Rico Dowdle is out today. Deuce Vaughn is the obvious comp that like would plug in for him. And they're doing a lot, a reasonable amount of pass catching. So this is a fine projection. I think you need to be overweight Deuce Vaughn, um, Hendershot, whatever, these other guys are fine too, but mostly Deuce Vaughn is the other uh, scrub value. Okay, so it's going to take me a while to redo this, um, to rerun this, so I probably will not do it on the stream, but I'll put the uh, the results in the Discord, and remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us. Yes.